0: What is good everybody? DJ T Mac here for another great hip hop conversation. Let's go. We got another producer in the house. Yes, sir. A lot of producer conversations this year. I'm loving it. Uh we got a Colorado producer. Um, currently in Colorado, but we're going to find out if he was born and raised here, all that. Um, but he goes by the name Tariq Mizan. Tariq Mizan. Mizan. Let's yes, go. Welcome, yeah. hey, w- welcome to the studio. Hey, thank you, man. Thank you for having me. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Very happy to have you in here. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just talked about it before, but the first time we came in contact was at the Don and I show in Colorado Springs last year. And that was a movie, man. It was the I think that was the first time me
1: seeing Knife Wonder. So that that was pretty mm-hmm. tight, brother. And then I saw um, Mussolini mm-hmm. and um, the vibes. Like it, it's like sometimes with some of those East Coast rappers, you can like kind of feel the difference of like you know rappers like how the swag
0: was just. It was crazy, bro. Mm-hmm. It was a dope show. Absolutely, it was crazy to be a part of the show. You yes, know, sir. touching the same turntables before Ninth Wonder, <sighs> um, and yeah, just seeing the legend spin and like being being right there for it. And uh, how humble awesome he is. See. Like,
1: um, yeah, like I, I went, I was able to go upstairs and um, talk to him a little bit. But then after the show, I spoke with him um he gave me his email so i'm gonna start sending him some stuff i sent him one email and never heard nothing but um he was mad cool like mm-hmm. he, he seemed like a chilled guy mm-hmm. and um he was hella tall so i was like surprised bro <laughs> hey
0: you're hella tall too <laughs> yes sir just a little bit <laughs> oh that's funny that's funny man part two is coming out tonight actually the don and i part two. Oh, that's gonna be fire yeah so yeah. you know right after beats bodega we're gonna be rocking that oh but, yeah uh, definitely listening to that we're here with Tariq right now let's get okay. to know him a little bit more yes sir hip-hop Producer, yes, sir. Artist, yes, sir. I would say graphic artist as well. Yep, yep. Uh, father, veteran, mm-hmm. and, and many more things probably. Right? Yeah, just a few. Just a few. Just, just a dreamer, brother. Like, make, yeah, a dreamer. Yeah yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I'm just a big dreamer. Uh, a guy who ain't gave up yet. I still want to um direct movies mm. act all type of shit so yeah mm. yeah, yeah yeah very art you,
0: you know you have creativity that wants to come out in many forms it exactly seems, right?
1: i mean i graduated i i was about to say high school but college a minute ago but my degree was in art so okay yeah i've loved art forever i, I was one of those kids in south central they was like you ain't go make no money doing art, but it's like I still love that shit. So, mm-hmm. you know,
0: I'm still trying to figure it out how to make that money. But <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: the love of it is still there for sure. Nice. So, you just mentioned South Central. <laughs> yes, sir. From California originally? Yes, sir.
1: So, I was um, born actually in Oakland.
0: I was born in Oakland,
1: California. So, you know, where they go dumb, all that other stuff. I lived out there, I think, till I was like five. And then we lived in like Southern California. But I moved around a lot. Like, growing up, I lived. Seattle, Atlanta, Miami, South Carolina, you know, mm-hmm. L.A., Vallejo. So, you know, my dad was, like, always moving us around. So I would say those places got me. But L.A., I moved there probably when I was, like, 13 and then till I joined the military, and that brought me out to Colorado. Okay. But, yeah, man, I, I love L.A. I, I miss it. I ain't been out there in, like, two or three years, but I definitely try to go back and visit very soon.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. What was your uh, initial sort of reaction when you came to Colorado? What was your perception before you came? And then what was it like when you came here? So, perception
1: before I came, I didn't really know nothing about Colorado. I, I felt like, um, yeah, I had no perception of it, literally. And then. When uh, I was in the military, they like, when you go to AIT, they give you where you're going to go. And I was like, hey, I want to go overseas or I want to go to Hawaii. I didn't want to go anywhere stateside. I wanted to, you know, experience something. And then they were like, you got Colorado and at first, I was like, "Uh, Colorado," but then, you know, I got out here. It was pretty chill. The first reaction, like when we were driving, because we drove from Cali to here, mm. it was it was snowing. It was like snowing. It was snow everywhere, and I was just like, "What the? F- what did I sign up for, bro?" Like, <laughs> you know, it was crazy. But um, yeah, I've been out here for like ten years since, so it's been at home for a while. Yeah, it's been a blessing, and you know, a good place to raise kids and mm-hmm. you know to kind of follow your dreams and stuff.
0: Nice man, absolutely. Yeah, there's a there's a great music and art scene happening out here. Yes, sir. I was definitely inspired when I first visited. Uh, all I thought about Colorado was like mountains, mm-hmm. and at the time, you know, weed was Skiing. legal, so I was like, yeah, I'm gonna try that. <laughs> gotcha. And yeah, absolutely. You know the uh, the mountains. Um, Snow sports really being a thing. I'm not too much, you know. Been snowboarding a few times, but not exactly. too much. Not trying to get out there <laughs> on the slopes too much. Yeah. But uh, yeah, man, Colorado's a lot of fun, and there's a lot going on. Let's talk about sort of your start in music and, and art, I guess. So, okay. so in
1: art, I would say since I was a kid, I remember like drawings of like Batman and stuff, and okay. like you know just like and then comic books. So I used to really be heavy in the comic books. I wanted to be a comic book artist. I still draw comic books, but it's like the, the uh, discipline is just not there to be able to draw all day type stuff. Mm-hmm. Plus the time, but, um, yeah, it was just comic books for me. I used to go to, I was a kid that going to comic book conventions, just nerdy ass kid, just like, you know, like by myself with my little sketchbooks or my little portfolio, just trying to get that off. And then, um, yeah, that's kind of what started with art and then with. When I was in L.A., there was a place called um, Chaos Network. That's actually where Project Bloat is, um, a big um, hip-hop event that happens in L.A. But they also had, like, a community center there. So um, I started animation class and acting class, and those were, like, really inspirational for me, those classes, yep.
0: Even before that, what was like some of those early music experiences or things that you saw in art that Uh made you want to go in that direction? For art, it was just, I remember my, um,
1: I think it was my auntie on like my sixth or seventh birthday. She sent me comic books and it was just like, it was, I I just never experienced it before. And then that made me want to draw comics. Do you Um, remember what, what they were? I would do. I the one was a Luke Cage, so Power Man, Luke Cage, Marvel. And then uh, another one was the black um the black um what is it Green Lantern so it was a okay. DC comics okay. um I don't think I still I might have still have them but I ain't seen them in a long time but I do remember them yeah yeah, yeah. I remember that Luke Cage was like a number one and then the other one I, I don't remember the number or anything but I I could still vision it you know mm-hmm. like so yeah that, that opened up the comics and the, the art side for
0: sure don't man early music experience that that influenced the you earliest Maybe concert that is, uh, music videos. It was you know, um, it family was, playing music at all. Was your family involved in music?
1: Man, they were. So my parents, I just remember them liking hip hop. They loved Ice Cube. They loved Po Righteous Teachers. My dad was five percent, or is five percent. So he came from that knowledge of self and then that type of um, environment. And um, so he listened to a lot of 5% music, but yeah, I just remember Paul Regis' teachers a lot. And then just like, oh, Ziggy Marley and Melody Makers. We uh, I remember we moved up to C- Seattle, and a lot of times we would move up there uh, or move places and wouldn't like have places to live. So we would kind of be like homeless. So we were at a family shelter. And I still remember um, there was like, for some reason, Ziggy Marley and the Melody Makers came. And um, they linked up. They My mom and dad were big fans. And they were like, oh, man, Ziggy Marley. And they were having a show. And for some reason, they got us in the show. And I s- still remember them performing. But I remember one time, and this is in Seattle, um, being on stage with Ziggy Marley and the Melody Makers. And I'm like, i don't remember six or seven bro so that was like the first time being actually on a music stage wow and that was crazy because my parents were such like i don't know if they like bob marley as much but they love ziggy marley and Melly. they was that that was like their music they love that um that vibe so Mm. that was crazy (laughs) yeah so that was a vibe for me Besides that, um, I think high school was when I I started like freestyling and stuff. I remember being at lunch and being like, you know, being able to have the little cypher and I'll think of a bar and I'll like go spit that one bar and then be like stuck. And then, you know, just built from that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think that's like and then seeing like Project Blow, Juju, seeing some of the stuff that was in um, L.A., like the inner city. It just really inspired me to like want to do music myself
0: nice dude so been at it for a while huh yes sir yeah yeah
1: yeah definitely um I can't say like an actual date but yeah I've been
0: dabbling and messing around with music for a minute how would you explain or describe your style to somebody so some words that I would think of Mm -hmm. there's definitely some like there's definitely classic hip-hop elements in it gotcha experimental okay definitely have like some modern trap vibes as well yes sir um and you know you've been making music for a while so the, the you know the, there's a bunch of different sounds and yeah. styles how would you describe it i would definitely would uh, agree with the like the classic i
1: i love the old school like the old dilla like you know all the stuff you got back there it's just the legendary mm-hmm. stuff Um, also I come from the era or the, um, the school of thought of hardware and like making beats on like NPCs and stuff. So I don't know. It's just always just creating something out of nothing, taking samples. You know, I I definitely play with synthesizers and stuff. Dang, I'm messing up. (laughs) You're good. Mostly just, you know, taking
0: samples. Mm. Yeah. 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 So is that how you always sort of been, um, while making beats mm -hmm. doing it sort of? analog like the classic way
1: oh no nah. when i first started it was like you know computer it was um the reason i started making beats was um and i i think i was watching a, a interview you did with deals and he said something similar but i was um you know like starting to spit and stuff and then i was reaching out to producers this is back when um i don't know if you ever heard of little b and when he was with a group called a pack
0: I definitely know a little b yeah. okay
1: so the pack ha- uh, had a producer named young l and um and i just got in touch with him and he was like really like yeah i'll give you a beat for a rack and that's not even that much but like when you're in college and shit that was like <laughs> a million oh, dollars ah, yeah, yeah 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 so i was like with that rack i could go buy a computer and try to make beats myself so yeah. that kind of that kind of opened it up and then i like Dabbled with like reason, homies would give me like crack versions and stuff. And then I tried to mess with FL Studios or Fruity Loops back then, but I, I didn't really mess with that. Mm-hmm. And then the homie who like showed me DJing, because I, I started to DJ in college, um, he basically had an MPC 1000 SP. Um, four and stuff and he was like nah you ain't ready for that type shit and i was like bro bro like what's this let, let me mess with this so after seeing that and him um, like showing me a little bit about that that's wh- where i was like okay i'm gonna get an npc
0: just kind of hooked after that yeah sort of yeah the machine I, and messing with it it was just a process man
1: i saw him sample drums or something and then chop them and then play them back and i was just like okay that's that's kind of tight you know mm-hmm. and then um I don't know, it's just the, the school that I came from, that's just the type of stuff they was on. They wasn't really messing with computers, they was mostly on hardware. Mm-hmm. Analog and you know. It's it is it is a difference, but you know, at the end of the day everything goes in the computer, so
0: <laughs> Absolutely, right? Like right? Yeah. nowadays, like no matter where you started from it's, it's pretty yeah. much has to go through it's there. Gonna, now. Yeah, it's going to end up. And to, then to get to the people, you know, mm-hmm. to, to mix and finish it, but continue. Uh, yeah. And then another thing I've been working, I, I worked
1: with artists over the years, but recently I was working with artists and they're like, man, I need the Pro Tools, uh, the Pro Tools sessions. And I, I had just been like, I hadn't worked in Pro Tools since like 2016 because it not working with my computer. So literally, l- like the last couple of weeks, I've just been relearning Pro Tools so i could just send out pro Tools sessions because oh, like you're saying working with artists you gotta like work the way they like to work so mm-hmm. sometimes you gotta like kind of get back on it but i'm i'm really liking it like i i, I would say i was an ableton guy but mm-hmm. since the last two weeks i would say i'm back on pro tools back on it back sort on of like pro the tools. industry
0: standard right yeah, when You go to yeah, a studio, yeah.
1: that's what's there exactly man like and You know, I I used to intern at a a studio years ago and I did all type of like runner shit, like cleaning and like, Mm -hmm. oh, go get food or uh, make a graphic design. Oh, that graphic design sucks. You're fired type shit. So like. It was always Pro Tools, so I, I remember when I first got it, I got it cause my cousins like sold me his license or some shit, mm. and then I had it to like 2016 and stopped working with my computer, and I was like, oh fuck it, like it's so expensive to get it again, yeah. so I finally just got it again this year after like artists saying like, man, I need those Pro Tools sessions. I'm like, bro, I, I work in Ableton, you know, <laughs> yeah. but yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm just trying to step it up
0: always, bro. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, constant evolution, man. Exactly. Yeah what you need and it's and it's dope you know to be out here in colorado like we were mentioning with Mm -hmm. with all the people doing music and art you know it definitely pushes you and inspires you to want to you know keep going and make make something new right every time especially like tonight beats bodega uh face the feet that's the homie
1: that's like he was one of the first people so the first um denver show i think i did was called um damn what was it called it was called um, Denver Beat Society or something, Denver Beat Social. And they, they were lit, like, and I think they're coming back, but they had something where it was them and... Um it was it was some dope DJ um, company from UK that they were sponsored by. But the first event I met face to feet <laughs> and I just I remember the main thing I remember from that experience was he was like trying to rile up the crowd. He was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, being doing his New York shit. And um, he he said something like Denver don't get no pussy. And I was just rolling. And like from that day, I was like, yeah, that's funny. And I just would say like Denver don't get no pussy dude. And he, you know. No, oh, it's a long time ago now, but yeah, that's a homie. That's like
0: the big brother. Yeah, man. Really, really dope to be out here. Shout out to Beats Bodega Hell every yeah. Thursday. You guys got to come out. Might catch me spinning, might catch your boy playing some fire. Hell yeah. Um, and a bunch of other great producers and MCs. Open mic too. So everybody come on out and and enjoy the vibes, you know? And it's a lot chiller than LA open mic. So I'm from
1: like South Central where they have um, like Project Blow. And yeah. Um, if they don't like what you spitting they would just start like please pass the mic please pass the mic and it's like the most embarrassing you're like but it's like please out like and it's almost like the sandman coming and get you like from apollo so like yeah they're they're nicer out here Damn. let's just put it that way <laughs> <laughs> like you like if people don't like your spits in in LA they would let you know. Like. Yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. And that's something that I always mention to people, Oh well bro, you out to Colorado. Like mm-hmm. I came out here, people were nice. Exactly. <laughs> people they, they greet say you, hello and stuff. <laughs> say hello, smile, yeah, like yeah. not just be in a rush everywhere. Like it's it, it's nice out here. Everybody come visit Colorado. I know yeah, I got a bunch real. of people out east, maybe you some people out west. Hey, come out and visit Colorado. You guys are gonna have a good time.
1: Yeah, come through man. Because I feel like it's a vibe like you said earlier, um, fire the um fire like marijuana that's probably brought a lot of people mm-hmm. but um, military that brought. there's just a lot of military bases out here that brought me here and a lot of people that I've met you know who were prior service that brought them here mm-hmm. and it's like when you come out here it's so slow and so like different than what you might be experienced to before it kind of like throws you off a little bit but that slowness is good sometimes, yeah. you know, to kind of calm your mind and, and just to kind of just experience something different. I'm from like South Central where it's always something popping, like, you know, like your homies don't make it to 20 type shit or, you know. So it's like it's kind of chill to be just like, OK, it's kind of it's like a little bit easier here, you know, like just, it's expensive, <laughs> but it's yeah. probably expensive everywhere.
0: But it's yeah, everywhere. Is fucking yeah, expensive it's just now, easier right? to live, though absolutely yeah i like where i'm at being 20 minutes from the city okay 20 30 from you know the start of the mountains and stuff like that so it's a good like mix between everything instead of just being like stuck in the city Uh, i'm originally from long island so it's expensive out there too but it's just too fast paced man i I like this vibe here in colorado i agree with everything you just said um i'm about it man i'm about it man i ain't been to new york since
1: like the 90s but i remember going out there and i remember being like on a roof Mm. seeing like they had pigeons up there it was Mm. like because my dad you know he had he had his god brothers up there so the five percent's up there and i just remember just how big it was it was cra- well actually i've been after i, I in college i went out to go see a chick i was talking to but since then i haven't been i definitely want to go back to new york it was a vibe out there for sure
0: yeah man get some get some different type of inspiration uh, for real man. out there
1: yeah yeah I, I think the main thing that inspired me about out there was being able to get on the um, train because my homegirl she was like man you just get on a train and just go, you know, just go to the, just go, you know, experience different stuff. So mm. I was a little nervous at first because it, it was mad weird. Like people don't look at each other like when I was there. I don't know. This is pre-genderification. Oh, no, it's, it's
0: probably worse now. Yeah, yeah, know? yeah. People but they, they, they didn't rooted. look at each
1: other. Motherfuckers was just like this. And like, you know, like it, it was a kind of trippy. But, you know, they was just handling a business going to wherever they're going. Yeah. But I, I just remember getting on train, getting off, going to fashion district, going to like where, um. The Knicks play, like, you know, all that that stuff, man, getting pizza. It was a vibe, though. Pizza. Oh, we are gonna talk about pizza. Oh man, we, we pizza. Gonna, we, so we yeah, yeah. yeah. I got, later. I got, I got, a i got a couple pizza gate stories from that New York situation. Pizza but gate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just Uh-oh. you know, just you know, just little situations. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, some people would know what I'm saying when I say crack pizza because it was like I ate some pizza and that shit was like crack. It was like <laughs> this shit is so good.
0: Yeah, man. the best pizza. Yeah, and, man i'm gonna have to serve you some pizza uh you know when when you're in town sometime for sure come out and get some blue pan you know what i'm saying i know nothing about it so i'm a detroit style (laughs) pizza that so that's where i work it's a detroit style pizza place it's like a pan pizza okay nice and thick crust um it's cool man we'll we'll, we'll get into it yeah yeah, yeah, yeah yeah tap me in man i'm definitely trying to learn that let's let's uh Get back to sort of the music conversation, your creation process a little bit. How do you like to find samples now and how has that maybe evolved over time? Um, Mostly samples is coming from vinyl.
1: Um, I do sample from like anything, like if I'm hearing something on IG or something, Mm -hmm. but most of the times they're coming from vinyl. I don't know. Like I've I've sampled from T V. Like I've I've heard like, oh man, that sounds crazy. Sampled mm-hmm. it from there. But yeah, I I still sample a lot of vinyl, a lot of dollar records. Uh a lot of like, you know, classical, just like random shit that people probably wouldn't even want or care about. But, mm-hmm. you know, hey, it might have something Find on it. Find some fire on it. You just never know, brother. Um, you know, I definitely I'm inspired by a lot of the people like Pete Rock, a lot of people like Large Pro. You know, they just, they they flip stuff, so that's what I try to do. I flip stuff. I do dabble with making, like, beats that's, like, off of synths and, like, literally just, like, um, make all the sounds myself, but... A lot of times I'm just sampling and, you know, and I'm so underground, it, it, it don't matter right now. We yeah. ain't clearing nothing. But, yeah, no. you know, hopefully I get to a point where I do have somebody hit me up for, like, some clearance. Like, I I, I would like that. Exactly. Yeah. That's <laughs> Take what, my publishing, please. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. Once you get to that
0: point, you're like, OK, yeah, yeah, we, yeah we're yeah, doing yeah. something. Yeah, right? exactly,
1: bro. So that's that's the goal still. You know, I've, I've worked with a couple. um cool artist. One of my homies who's like an actor, Sheldon Bailey, he, um, I met him when I was playing basketball. So I used to hoop, street baller, trying to be like and one type shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I played at a thing called Venice Basketball League. And now they're like worldwide. They're like mm-hmm. super legit. But um, yeah, I was there when it first started. Shout out to Venice Basketball League.
0: Mm-hmm. That's dope, man. So you talk about working with artists a little yes, bit. Sir. If people do want to get some of your beats, mm-hmm. hear your work, uh, or work with you yes, in sir. person over the web, mm-hmm. h- how can they connect with you and how, how can they The easiest
1: do way is probably IG or um, YouTube. I have a YouTube page, uh, Hypey's Dad, where I just... Um, Play a lot of beats. Um, sometimes I talk about like music stuff, but I don't know the uh, production world right now. It's been kind of crazy. It's a, it's a lot of beef because um of like NPCs and like converters. It's 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 like a whole thing right now. With hold on, hold on, break EA that down ski. for me a
0: little bit. I'm okay. A little disconnected.
1: What, what's okay, happening? Okay, so like basically a new NPC came out, or it wasn't a new NPC. It was an x special edition, and everybody got in their feelings because they felt like oh, there's gonna be a new NPC. It's gonna be different and the x i guess came out six five years ago so it's pretty much the same and maybe a little upgraded specs but the whole conversation start coming with why are we buying and i and i had one I'm, I'm not gonna lie i bought one but um why are we buying these expensive drum machines but they don't have a sound So they're like, you know, because like some of the 90s drum machines, maybe into like 99 or I don't really know what year, they had like an analog sound that kind of colored your sound. So like you put something in, it gave you something like back that was kind of like, like a little more powerful. So like when you mess with some old stuff like the SP-1200, it's a 12-bit machine. Like what you put in there, like you put a kick in there, it might be like boom. You put it in, it's like boom. It's like, it's crazy. So basically, yeah, yeah. So converters. So now there's like a whole debate basically about like analog converters and like, it's it's crazy. I'm not really gonna get too deep into it, but it is like a whole producer gate this year that's mm-hmm. been happening and, and people don't even know about it, but it's like the nerds who like NPCs and Akai and everybody hates because like Akai is owned by um, in music. And in music, kind of like they, they kind of feel like they just kind of kill a lot of the companies that they mm-hmm. t- they get on, and they just got Mo- Moog, um the synth company. Yeah. So a lot of people are like sad and like, oh man, they're gonna mess up Moog. But I think they're just gonna make more software. To be honest, like mm-hmm. it, it's 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 a weird time. Like everybody recently jumped back on standalone, but I feel like it's about to go right back to software and everybody focus on just software. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so
0: yeah man i mean people are always going to try to use any type of thing to you know make music or different sounds yes sir bring something different to the game and and mixing the two you know might be the answer right it might not necessarily be one or the other yeah yeah yeah. and then also it's just
1: everyone's ear is different um i feel like different generations maybe hear stuff different and then our Attention span is different. I feel like everybody, we just always on our phone, we get shit mad quick, so we don't really listen. And uh, uh, sometimes, like, more Maybe not old school producers, but more producers who use analog stuff. You got to kind of listen. Sometimes you might not see a waveform. You got to like hear the sound. So it's just a different um, vibe. But for me, I just love um, I love making beats. I mostly, to be honest, I make them on an MPC, and then I track them into a DAW, and then I sequence them in a Mm -hmm. DAW, and that's how I work.
0: Got you. Mm-hmm. Is that your favorite piece of equipment that you have? It looks like you're sort of yeah. gear ahead. You know, yeah, you got yeah. a lot of things going on. I was going to ask you what your favorite piece is.
1: It's definitely the MPC. Um, I mean, I I probably would say an MPC like 3000, like the one Jay Dilla had. I never have had that one, but that's like the dream one. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I love MPCs. I love the workflow. Um... I don't love the politics right now because it's a little it's weird because uh, like content creators get them for free so like people be like talking about them on youtube like oh man like uh, you guys really don't like this you just like it because they gave it to you for free which yeah. hey akai send me some stuff i i, I will talk about it yeah yeah we're yeah, gonna yeah, talk yeah, about yeah, the YouTube yeah, channel. yeah yeah yeah, second, yeah, yeah, second, yeah send, send, yo, send me, send me some stuff but um i don't know it's it, it's just weird it's like a content creator versus like Industry producers, like it's like a divide right now on YouTube. So it's a weird space. I'm I'm still navigating it, but yeah,
0: it's 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 funny. It's definitely some producer beef right now. Man, that's funny, man. Yeah. yeah, you can find beef anywhere, like any For corner, real. any niche, right? For real, you, you you can find it. That's really funny. Let's talk about the YouTube channel a little yes, bit, sir. man. I mean, you have a lot of beats on there. Yeah, you did like a live beat making session yesterday. I think. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you you know you do reviews, unboxing, a Whole bunch of different stuff on there and you've been at it for like almost 10 years yeah yeah so sort of ahead of the curve i mean one of the first videos is is a tight beat video from <laughs> like eight years ago you know that's like the thing now right people yeah. with all the tight beats are getting noticed i, for I the think type i was beat. trying to
1: be funny too when i made that one <laughs> okay. i don't even know but um yeah man i i just that's like my second or maybe third youtube channel but i just always liked youtube i always liked the community i liked um seeing people make stuff and um it took a long time to even get to a thousand. So it like a subs. And I, I, I've been sitting at a thousand for a minute. So hey, if you guys can go sub on there, hey, hype. Let's cross that. follow. Yeah, right? yeah. I need some. He needs right. some. Let's yeah, yeah. do it. Let's right? get him to a thousand for show because he, he's doing some stuff for the community out here hey, in Colorado. But um yeah, man, I, I I've done a lot, a lot of weird, different things on that channel. I've done stuff on Bronco, like the um, the Ford Bronco, because I, I got one of those. I did stuff on, like, firearms, like, um, for, like, before, I mean, like maybe last year, the last four years, I have been working as a firearms instructor. Mm-hmm. So I did a lot of like random stuff with firearms from being on TV show to like just going doing a lot of range days. So I taught people how to shoot guns mm-hmm. and, and to be safe with them. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that was definitely the the job for a while. Um, I'm not really doing it as much now, but I'm still like I still dabble with it. So, okay. Yeah i'm coming to you first all right yeah yeah man i'll get everybody right i'm not getting you guys like john wick but hey we be we be close bro we'll
0: be close hey i'll take that i'll take that you know Yeah uh but youtube man you know Uh it's interesting you know building it myself you know i've really just been getting into videos like the past couple years but it's fun man another creative outlet right
1: yeah and i see you've been doing it for a minute too i saw some of the older ones like that you did with mussolini and then like other videos it looked like you were like in the nature or something (laughs) so that was pretty cool um yeah man
0: I think one of my first videos was when I um, visited Colorado. Oh, actually. for real? Yeah. Okay, okay. That so was that was even video, before you lived there, and that actually popped off more than any interview or anything else. Hey, uh, hey but, people like
1: to see stuff that they haven't seen. Yeah, so, yeah, it was
0: interesting. I was like, "This is so weird." Like, people are viewing this. You so know?
1: basically, that just shows you now you need to like rent a cabin. Like go in the middle of nowhere and then do your videos there. Like, hey, <laughs> like hey, we got a good idea for the right, next convo. Right? right. Or um just have like a retreat. That's what one thing I've been wanting to do, like a uh producer or rapper retreat where we go out and in the middle of nowhere and just make beats and shit. Yeah. And be on some Kanye stuff, you know? Yeah,
0: <laughs> for yeah real. we could definitely do that out here. Hey man, hey, hey let, let's uh, do that's it. That's gonna happen. Yeah, that's yeah. gonna happen. All right. We're, so, we're yeah, put y'all that out heard right it now. here
1: first. Rapper retreat, producer retreat. We're yeah. gonna make it happen we're gonna um it's gonna be 420 friendly you know it's gonna be the vibes. Friendly,
0: yeah <laughs> fungus friendly we'll say you uh, know ho- hopefully B. not because uh,
1: <laughs> fungus is spreading and they got like these new diseases and shit making it seem like the last of us is about to pop off oh jeez, so. we don't need that we, don't need rough, that. we man, just, we just to have we already had some cocoa. fun yeah for real man we was already down and out for a few years which is crazy because like before covid happened i went to um ComplexCon in la and i had met hella people and i had met some homies from hong kong and they invited me they was like man next year we're gonna invite you to hong kong to come dj to um to dj at art Basel." and i was like oh man it's gonna be so sick and then next year comes and it's like covid and i was like "Bruh, like i haven't went anywhere since so yeah, yeah so it's been mad weird bro but yeah hey homies if you guys still want me to come to hong kong let me come bro let's go let's go yeah i'm, I'm we ready, a, I'm ready we, we to go ready to book the flight <laughs> right
0: I, I will book it tomorrow type energy <laughs> something i've been bringing up to a lot of the people i've been interviewing this year because it seems so relevant and you know so many people posting about it uh is ai art okay right and i love to get everybody's perspective on it and your last project is called ai generated raps right yes sir yes sir so i'd love to get your perspective on ai art in general and sort of how you came to the idea of um with this project ai
1: art i feel um as an artist i feel it's definitely slippery because it's like you know but it's it's a good tool i'm pretty sure the homie who gave me this shirt probably made this with AI. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's a homie up in Fountain, Colorado named Quan. He, he came, and he just brought me a whole bunch of, like, stuff that he made. And I'm pretty sure he's using AI art and then, like, um, Blender and, like, 3D. Mm. But um, I think it's a good tool. Uh, it is slippery, though, because it's, like, it blends, like, what's real and fake art i guess but it's a it's a dope tool the reason i named the album that is just because i felt like everything was going that direction i feel like it like every time i look on the internet it's like chat tbt or like google has a new thing you can talk to or you know like all these browsers you could be like hey browser which is kind of weird because i feel like it's gonna make us all robots and shit, but yeah. you know, it, it was just kind of my discussion and just ju- jumping on it. And that the album cover was made with AI art, yeah. so that that gave me the idea. I was just putting in prompts, and then I made it. I was like, oh shit, this is kind of cool.
0: So, how many attempts until you like got that cover? Um, uh, probably like seven. How many different versions did we have? It, it
1: was a few different ones because it was some. Because sometimes the AI come out all weird. I wasn't using like the the tight expensive like paid for one i was using a thing called leonardo ai and it's free but um sometimes like the character would have like s- seven fingers like, it was just weird <laughs> Yo, you, know? you play a like, lot of good beats with right, seven yeah, fingers, yeah. Though. You, you put in like the prompt was like producer saves the universe from evil robot takeover and then it's like it's giving me all type of wild That's shit crazy yeah yeah but that was my my thinking and to be honest it was after, like, the, the music was already done, it was just literally I was coming towards, usually I put an album out on my birthday, so June 11th is my birthday. Mm. So I was coming towards it, and I'm like, bro, I'm not going to put no album out. I'm like, nah, forget that. Like, what what songs I got? And I just started yeah. pu- pulling stuff. And, like, I made one the day of, like, the last song on there. I made it that day type energy. But I was just like, I got to put something out. Just because I, I always want to be consistent. Even if I'm underground, even if nobody listens to my shit, I want it to still be out there. I want mm-hmm. people to know, hey, I still do it. Like I was listening to the interview you did with Dills, and he was saying something about like, I'm making these beats to let people know I'm I'm good. I'm still doing it. Yeah. I'm on the same shit with my albums. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm letting y'all know, hey, I'm still out here, bro.
0: Yeah, like we're, we're going to be doing it no matter what. Like Right? It's the side exactly. you. And you gotta you gotta let let it out. Yeah, and it's
1: just uh, it's, it's it's weird to share sometimes because it's just literally me in my basement. Like literally, sometimes I don't see the sun. I'm just in there just tooling away. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's just that's
0: that's the love, man. But man, mm-hmm. it was it's very interesting. Like that'll probably get a lot of people to listen, though. I think, Because yeah. I'm like. Are the raps? Did he really go through AI to generate the raps? Nah, like, nah, like, none of those like, raps what?
1: were generated. But yeah. um, I don't know if I if I could do it again, I probably would. I would probably like let. I would actually. I might Mix do it, it into the music yeah yeah I would more. I would do a, 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 a not an album but a song like it would be like me versus the robot type hey. shit you know like I like how Cassidy versus Cassidy like yeah. the old um song he had I would do one like that where I would let the robot write and then I would like diss it or something I don't know yo that's that's but pretty cool I, yeah yeah you yeah. heard
0: it here first hey you better get on that yeah uh, I, already, I mean else. I already
1: said it so you know like fourteen people already did it just yeah. in that three seconds yeah man because
0: everything that gets in universe it's it's there now so yeah, but there's, there's so many people out there and yeah man being able to grab from the universe right bruh, bruh. And, and the in into the universe connection hey let's talk about what you got going on right oh, here oh shit my big ass
1: ring so i got this big ass pyramid ring from um it might sound crazy but one of my ex-girlfriends her dad like um even though we stopped talking i was really cool with her dad it was a la uh og and he would always like, he was like a poet. So he would write poetry and stuff. I would go and smoke weed with him uh, and just chill. And um, he was mad about like, he was like, he always supported me because he, he knew I was creative. But um, one day I was just over there in his, and not his basement, it was like his garage or something. And he's just showing me all his stuff. Um, and, he, and he was like, man, this rain makes, it makes me think of you here. And then back then I, I used to go by Trill Farrell, That was my um, rap name and my whole little thing was Trill Pharaoh. So I was really about the Pharaoh and the Egyptian stuff. So I was like, a pyramid ring? I was like, this is tight. So yeah, yeah, I, I came here. So I was like, I guess I'll put on my little big ass rings, you know? hit somebody in the face type rings
0: yeah man you hey you looking real fly real fly you got a line the line there too oh
1: yeah 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 i don't remember about this line but the the pyramid i definitely remember about for sure
0: that's dope man that's really dope first time i seen that that's yeah i try right to be here.
1: different man i try to be myself man yeah. you know just a kid from the 80s man
0: still trying to do it you there know there we go there we go i like it i like yes, it sir man. uh let's talk like what you're working on now, okay. what people should be on the lookout for the rest of 23, definitely popping up at more beat showcases and yes, stuff sir. like that, right? What else should we look out for?
1: Um, I have an event in the spring. It's called NoFi. Um, we're going to do a, a show. I, I don't, I don't want to butcher the date, but. This month, we're doing a show down at a spot called Cochera, or Coacher. I, I I might be butchering that name, too. But the homie has a spot where he's going to have, like, thrift, vinyl, toys, graffiti, all type of shit. All the t- stuff I like. So it's kind of cool, and um, he has an event space there. So I'm going to try to start doing my NoFies there. Okay. So NoFi is, like, my beat cypher slash hip-hop event, but it's built in the... Um, In the vein of like a low-end theory which was daddy kev's event in la um yeah so i'm just trying to bring that energy out here so yeah
0: yeah yeah let's talk about more like the hip-hop scene in colorado springs in the springs that's where i went to see the donna and i show Uh, talk about sort of like venues other beat ciphers how it compares to denver break it down for me a little bit
1: i feel like the venues is definitely a lot smaller um a little more low-key but they got some dope venues the venue you were at gold room is sick Kawadi is sick um i think the best one is uh what's the one on uh, on plat the black sheep that's probably that's a that's a a dope one a few people go through there and then they're they're supposed to be building one where they're gonna be building like a red rocks type event area out there so i think it's gonna grow it's definitely smaller it's like um it's a lot smaller than denver not really big ass buildings like skyscrapers or nothing but it's growing um it's it's really a low-key spot but uh Integral spot because what people don't know is like norad like where like the missile defense all that shit is down there um, the fucking olympic Committee, like where they train, the Olympic training. Center. Yeah, like yeah. they train in Colorado Springs. So I've like I remember I was working at a gas station for a little while, and it was across the street from um, the Olympic Training Center. And Olympians would just walk in. It was like these wrestler chicks coming in. They had the cauliflower <laughs> in the ear, and it was just crazy, bro. It was like, whoa, like you're you're a gold medal, you know, winning wrestler. You're just up in here, you know, probably buying shit you shouldn't be buying but yeah, yeah
0: you're a work-class athlete why, why are you buying some soda and starburst <laughs> nah, right now? What yeah, you I, can't, I can't
1: i can't speak on it i ain't nowhere close <laughs> to that level but yeah it, it it was tight man um but yeah i'm just like i don't know i, I experienced a lot of stuff like I, i've done so much random shit like i used to work in video games and when i worked in video games uh, you ever heard of a cat named d smoke Oh yeah, of course. So I used to work with D Smoke brother and his cousin sir? in video games. No, or a not sir, brother, <laughs> another brother. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. His yeah. his other brother Davion, Davion Ferris. He's he's another singer. Awesome, sir is awesome too, but. D Smoke was just a little brother and it was crazy because I remember he will always talk about like, oh, my brother's in this and shit. Yeah. And then his brother, sir, popped off. And then a few years later, um, the little show on Netflix and then D Smoke popped off. So like and that's just the like homie who I used to ride to work with type shit. So it was kind of crazy. And then their other co- cousin is Tiffany gochet She's a, a singer, talented, just amazing artist like. So yeah, and
0: that must be inspiring too, right? Seeing people that are you know two degrees of separation, Bruh. one degree of separation it, it, it's, away.
1: It's scary, but it's mad inspiring. The scary part is like, man, like if you keep at it, you can you can pop too, you know. But it's also like sometimes it it's like you don't know people. Sh- Journey. So you 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 might be like, "Hey man, I feel like I need to be popping right now." But it's like you you just don't know what they did to get to where they're at. So Mm -hmm. it's it's, it is inspiring though to see them uh, on TV, see them rocking out, to see brothers making it too, man. That's it's it's dope. And then to see people from my town, you know, getting to a level like literally watch D Smoke go from like a rapper that nobody heard of to literally like on a same not level as kendrick but like right there with kendrick type stuff so it's
0: artistry is it's it's crazy like right there it's right
1: there so it's like that inspires me a lot to step up my bars and shit but the main thing is just you know staying at it staying creative Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: absolutely yeah yeah man just keep going at it right exactly keep, keep turning the wheel and, and you know whatever will come will come
1: yeah but the main thing is also being prepared i've been in a lot of situations where i wasn't prepared and you know they kind of fell by the wayside so mm-hmm. being prepared for your opportunities is definitely important gems people
0: hope you're taking notes <laughs> out there yeah, all right man. some gems right stay here. prepared y'all Something you mentioned earlier that I uh, I saw that you were on while doing some research was <laughs> a, like, reality show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was called Surviving Man.
1: Yeah, Surviving Man. So it was basically made after a guy named Don Mann, and he's, like, an ex-Navy SEAL. But he's, like, one of those legit Navy SEALs that, like, wrote books and, you know, did all type of crazy shit.
0: Badass motherfucker. Yes,
1: because... Um, <laughs> And, and people who don't know me, but I'm really like, like, I was in the military, but I love like Navy SEALs who write books. Like my favorite Navy SEAL who writes books is Jack Carr. Like he's just a guy who probably lives in Utah on a hundred acres with all these bulletproof fucking land cruisers and shit and just write books. And Mm. that's, that's how how I'm trying to be living man. Like just ball it on some land, man, just with my bulletproof land cruisers. But, um, definitely bro. Like, um, down man, the guy who made the show, he, um, partnered with like, um, um, a couple people and they just made a show it was like a survive uh, it was like a a gun show slash survival show it, it was kind of weird how they pro- prophesied it or they put it together but yeah i was on there i was the only person of color for sure uh, so I, I broke that mode but season two they had freaking black ramble and like anybody who know me you know I, i'm a big black ramble fan i met him at um Where did I meet him? I met him at a gun conference. Um, I I can't think of the name right now, but yeah, it was just crazy, man. So yeah, that opened a lot of doors that got me to go to different events. And then it also got um, me kind of under the radar of the the gun world. So it, it was a little weird, but yeah. Interesting. Yeah, interesting. it was definitely interesting. I saw that
0: one of the judges or people on there was Randy Couture. Actually, I'm a huge MMA fan, bro. Randy so I saw is that. So I was like,
1: "Damn, that's cool as fuck, right?" Yeah. Every day we were like literally just talking to Randy Couture, and he's like the most humble motherfucker because he's like he got to be like in his fifties or sixties, but he's still in great shape. Probably whoop people have. Yeah, mad chill and mad cool like he was a good guy man i saw him a few times it was a shot show that's where i saw on um, black ramble but i saw um, randy again there and he was mad nice man and, um he told me he even got spots out here in colorado like oh, wow. houses or property so yeah shout out to randy couture he gave me a t-shirt
0: <laughs> that's cool man but like what what is that experience like right because people who you know who are most people haven't been on like a reality tv show it was right intense bro. so what is it like behind the scenes what, what's your what do you think it's going to look like and then what it looks like afterwards how they put it together what was sort of your experience and perception of that whole so kind of they thing? definitely
1: edited a lot of stuff out but um it was like going back to basic training and it was um a whole bunch of like I would say, like, 30 and older people who were, like, in super good shape. Me, I was a shooter. I was um, working, like, as a firearms instructor, so I like shooting. But the other parts of it, I was not about, like, the running. The um, We had to do, like, rappelling, like, Going down ropes, like mm. it was some wild stuff, man. It was <laughs> it was kind of it was kind of crazy, bro. And then at the end, we did a whole like mock scenario scenario where they like had a hostage. It was oh, it, wow. it just it just became a, a, a it was like a reality show. Then it became an action show. It, it, it was it was mm. it was it was strange experience. It was in the middle of the desert um like near vegas but like an hour from vegas so every morning i would have to wake up super early to drive from vegas because i was staying at my homie like one of my college homies house and it, it was it was tight though like um uh, it showed me that people get paid to shoot guns because i didn't realize it and there was like chicks there and like me i went for free but um there was people who was getting paid like some like gun bunny type chicks and i was like bro this is real like y'all get paid to like shoot guns so it kind of showed me behind the curtain of that and then it also showed me just uh um you know people who like that was like the first show of that that company um i think it's called american stories that was like their pilot show and they've had all type of other shows that are getting picked up by networks and stuff so it showed me that if you got a dream and a goal you could definitely make it happen for sure
0: yeah, that's cool, man. That's cool to be a part of and, and cool to hear all that. It's yeah, still- it,
1: was, it was a random experience, bro. It was literally,
0: <laughs> I got an email. It was like, you want to be on a TV show?
1: I was like, a new shooting show. And I was like, I'm just like sounds like a scam. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I did because I was at my old job when I was working at the gun range, and I'm like showing my homies. I'm like, hey man, they got this TV show. You guys should apply for it. Oh man, oh whatever. And then I applied and they picked me and I was like, whoa, this ain't no scam. And they really had money. Like, I didn't win or nothing, but there was a guy who won and got, like, 10 stacks. So, you know, it, so was, it was tight. Yeah. Buy a lot of nice guns and right, ammo. Right, that, yeah, right, A whole bunch of ammo. But <laughs> the main thing is to get with these companies and they send it to you. Yeah, but, man. yeah. sponsorship, right? And music and
0: guns. Like, it seems right. like it, it all can, like, sort of go the same way, right? It can.
1: Or- the trippiest person who I met when I was at SHOT Show was Twister. And I'm a big Twister fan. I remember all that. Like, I'm a big Twister fan. So to see him now, he's a firearms influencer. He teaches classes. It was trippy. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, it was mad trippy. Shout out to Twister. Yeah, shout out to Twister. Because um, <laughs> Twister is the only one who can spit some bars and then, you know,
0: and really be about that. Lay it on you in a couple ways, you know what right? I'm saying? Right, for real. <laughs> so Tariq, man, a big part of conversations with... T-Mac is music. Yes, And the big part is food. Okay. So let's get to it, man. What are your go-to food spots in Colorado Springs? Shh, man, do I even have any go-to food spots? Hey, that, uh, that's a respectable answer, too. And I'm going to no, ask you I about say, LA, I too. I say
1: in Colorado Springs, one of the spots is still pan pizza. I know you got the good pizza, but those are the homies. I perform yeah. there a lot of times. Kawadi also got some good food there um there's a couple good restaurants um but to be honest i'm from la i love ethiopian and indian food so there is a good indian food spot in colorado springs ethiopian food not so much i gotta come out here to denver Mm. but denver got some nice spots especially on colfax they got some good ethiopian spots What
0: what are the spots in denver you got any names for me
1: Oh, I can't even think of them, but just go on Colfax Ethiopian food. You will find some good Ethiopian food. Um, There's a a pizza spot that I went to. I can't even think of the name. I guess I do like pizza. Um, Yeah, that's over by um, Mutiny Cafe, and it was really good. So, yeah, I pull up to that spot
0: every time I'm over here. Dope, man. So, my follow-up question Mm -hmm. is... If I was to make a Tariq mm-hmm. Nizan pizza, mm-hmm. what would be on that? What's on the ultimate pizza? And you could go as simple or as like crazy with it as you want. Man, it would probably be like like a combo pizza with all
1: the all the all the ingredients, bro. But to be honest, like yeah, it would be a combo pizza. It would probably have maybe pepperoni, even though I don't really be liking to eat pork like that all the time but pepperoni and you know the green peppers the onions and you know all the little toppings mushrooms yeah yeah bro uh yeah
0: olives you know olives of course
1: i love olives all of it i used to eat just olive pizza i remember my Ooh, little sister okay. was love olives it would just be cheese and olives mm. she she loved that okay yeah
0: man all right so we we have to hook tarik up with with a pizza loaded up yeah 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 i definitely i
1: definitely love pizza so i definitely and then crack pizza so if it's good pizza it's that crack pizza, and that's the
0: best pizza hey well hopefully you know we all get some of that real soon for real and uh hey everybody i mean anything else you want to leave the people with that Um, we didn't uh, get to i mean we can
1: and we could talk about uh, after I worked in what's it called video games I used to work in film okay. so one of my dreams is to still do film and mm-hmm. to direct but also to like just create film so some of um, like I told you I like comics mm-hmm. some of the comic ideas I have been developing into like scripts okay. so like I really like and then I was watching this um, Amazon Prime series called I am Virgo by um, boots rally and um, it was just mad inspiring. So, And it's mm. about, like, a 13-foot a giant in uh, in Oakland. Yeah. You haven't seen it? No. Yeah, I Am Virgo. If you got Amazon go Prime, check go out. check it out. But it's just tight because Boots rally is somebody who I met in college. And he's, like, really about, um, I don't know. He's, he, he's kind of, uh, 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 like, really about, like, a lot of, like, the protesting and uh, a lot of message type stuff. But, um the the show is awesome. Mm. Uh, another piece of media he made was called "Sorry to Bother You." You ever see that one? I don't think so. Okay, yeah, I got. I think Lakeith Stanfield. It's it's a good one, but yeah, he made that one and that was dope. But yeah, man, I just want to work and film again. So I, I'm working on short films right now, mm. and just yeah, that's just dreaming big, brother. Every day, um, you got a bunch of cameras and stuff at home too. Not crazy. I got a um, couple DSR, um, and then um, just like a GoPro. That's about okay. it. Yeah, nothing crazy. Um I have homies that have cameras, but to be honest, I was talking to some people and they were like, man, we're going to get some college kids so they could just rent them out. And I was like, man, that might be a good idea. So, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, so yeah. any college kids in Colorado Springs
0: that want to rent out cameras and link up. Reach out, yo. I could use some uh, assistance, some interns to myself. Man. You know, there's a lot of work that goes into this. So. He only hey, taking re- it to the next reach level. Reach out. Come on. For
1: come real. On. But besides that, man, uh, just let the people know to dream big. I remember... I want to talk a few, maybe this one story, but I met Kobe when I was like 16, and it was at the Fox Hills Mall, and I still remember that day, bro, because um, it was literally like I was getting in basketball, so I'm trying to get some new basketball shoes. I'm like 15, 16 years old, and my mom take me to Fox Hill Mall. We go to this shoe store called Shake Shake or Sheik or something, and um, they just start kicking people out, and for some reason, they didn't kick us out, and... Kobe's just in there with his wife, and he's just buying. He's just like, I want that one, that one, that one, that one, that one, size thirteen, that one, that one. And it was, just, I'm just like, bruh, I'm like barely able to buy one pair of shoes, like type shit. But I was so nervous, bro. So I'm just over here, just being nervous, being scared. And my mom goes and talks to him, and he's like. Oh, that's your son come over here and mm-hmm. and he had a whole little spew um, it was just crazy because I'm like 15 or 16 uh, I would have only imagine he was like maybe 23 you know he's the only like however many years older than me but it was like meeting Michael Jordan for me, at least, you know, like yeah, I was like,
0: somebody so iconic from bruh, television who you're seeing, like tear up the league. You're bruh, like, what? And I was trying to be a hooper back then. So I
1: was like, this is crazy. But the main thing I remember him telling me was like, dream big. So every day, even, you know, as I progressed through life, I just still dream big, you know, so. Every time I'm making these beats, I'm like dreaming big, like hey, Westside Gun gonna be on this, mm-hmm. or like Conway or O Finesse. Shoot, I'm I'm about yeah. to tap in with you to try to get me to send some beats to O Finesse. Let's do it. Let's yeah, do it. Yeah, cause um, I feel like he's on that same level, especially for people out here, cause um, I feel like Colorado definitely has the energy to have a a big star, and he's definitely one of the ones who I feel like could make that leap. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, Something I like to ask people, a lot of Mm -hmm. the Colorado people is like, you know, it doesn't really seem to be like a Colorado sound. It's not really a regional thing when people think of like, you know, regional music sounds, New York, South, West Mm -hmm. Coast, Midwest even. Um, But Colorado really doesn't fit any of those molds necessarily. And like you mentioned, there's no like real featured artist from Colorado. So what do you think? might be holding Colorado back. What could it be missing? I think people is it media think it, outlets. What do you think it is?
1: I think it is. Media outlets is important. Like what you're doing is important because you're giving visibility to people who might not have visibility. Like my last interview was a gun interview. So you know I haven't yeah, <laughs> I haven't done much music related shit interviews in a while. Um and then before that I was like interviewed by the Colorado Springs Business Journal. But it was before some art shit so it's it's been you know different avenues but having the media here is going to be important but also supporting each other yeah. i feel like um unfortunately it's very cliquish a lot of times but there's a lot of people who aren't cliquish like mm-hmm. people like Face the Feet who just like bring people in and then let give them an avenue to rock out and that helps you get better like you were saying like you want to sometimes like Progress like a lot of times I'll go and I'll be hearing these beats and I'm like, man, okay Okay, I see what y'all doing. Let me go back to the house and go work Mm -hmm. and then I'm excited to come out like today I have at least a few new beats and I'm excited to share them just because it's just what I've been working on the last few Days, Mm -hmm. so I just feel like we just need more visibility But also I feel like people feel like Colorado's corny, you know, like they're they're like that shit boring It's, It's it's the mountains. So I feel like if there's more like videos showing like hey it's just real life bro like you know it's just people out here trying to strive I think I think it would it would pop a lot more and I feel like it is going to pop because um there's so much talent here there's so many good artists so many good producers So many good, just DJs, like I know you DJ, I'm a big fan of DJ Prominent, DJ Cons. like these are legends, Mm. but they're just regular dudes, you know, they're just really cool, but they've done a lot of legendary stuff, so. Yeah, I just feel like we just need more visibility. I, I had said um, we need like a Love and Hip Hop type show, and I think they kind of made something like that. Yeah. I've never watched it, but um, I do feel like we just need more like showing that artists are real people out here mm-hmm. and that this is a place to come to. Um, I re- recently saw Conway was out here. Like yeah, doing. I'm
0: pretty sure he he spends a, like a good amount of time yeah, out here. Yeah, I think here.
1: he might even got a spot out here. Yeah. So I feel like that's going to be tight if there's more artists who come out here and like, yeah, hey, it's kind of tight out here. And let um, people know, they'll be like, okay, let me look uh, w- what they got going. But yeah. I feel like avenues, like um, media outlets, like what you're doing is definitely important because no one knows. Yeah. They, you know nobody knows what's popping that's out just here. might be what it is like you just got to get it in front of the people's face really. exactly so uh, i'm i'm excited to be able to be on here just because get a few more people to know you know and then mm-hmm. to keep building the culture mm-hmm. that's very important but i feel like we we about to break through bro i just think we just gotta just keep um being creative like I feel like the reason we don't have a sound too is because so many people come from different places so they kind of bring what they know from somewhere else um but the sound that i hear mostly especially with the homies that i have it's mostly boom bap type stuff it's mostly samples flipping samples a lot of times i'm gonna be honest sometimes that gets boring for me so i'll do more like electronic trap type stuff like trying to be more like current, you know, yeah. like make little, uh, make a beat for little Uzi, but also you know, make a beat that could be used like for somebody that Knife Wonder might produce for. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but you know, I just try to just not pigeonhole myself yeah yeah because the sounds is this is so many sounds out there bro
0: so many right so many so many so many here yeah. so many outside like you said you mentioned in from the tv from yes. ig yes uh, so inspiration is everywhere and and it's dope to talk to you about how you get yours and mm-hmm. you know create man i it's great to have you on here i appreciate you
1: man yeah I, absolutely i appreciate what you're giving to artists and what you're trying to create because um you know it got that kind of dj vlad or you know like kind of feeling but we need it mm, yeah, yeah so that's exciting I'm trying to give that that sway in the morning type sway in feel, the morning okay okay saying? oh dj academics all that shit huh?
0: <laughs> team academics yeah team academics, academics.
1: yeah zane get low on them you know look out <laughs> yeah yeah man nah no, man keep at it because you never know like Complex might come calling, and like you, then you really on there, like doing it super big. But yeah, just we gotta, um, we gotta just film each other more. <laughs> like yeah. if, if you go to an event and yeah. you see Tariq Mizan, film me, you know, like yeah. Yeah, then tag me, because a lot of times I'm not filming myself, so a lot of times I don't, you know. It's like oh, that moment happened. It's over. Let's film each other more. Let's you know create more media for each other. Like mm-hmm. that's that's the main thing.
0: Another shout out to them college kids looking for work yeah, with college them cameras, kids, man. Where you Bring them Come cameras out. out there for real. We'll bro. get you in. We'll get you into the spots. All right, Right, right. That, we'll hey. figure that out,
1: man. That's how you start though, because I remember when I was in college, I was um, I was like a, I was a guy who held the records for my homie. Okay. So my homie that taught me how to DJ was his name was Jazar Monumental, and he still DJs, raps, and produce. So he was definitely one of the ones who inspired me a lot. Cause he was like showing me the DJ inside, but he had vinyl. So this fool would still have crates, yeah. and he he was the one who was like carrying all them crates and I was like 18 type getting in 21 older spots just holding the crates you know so I'll be in the back just like ah, I can't really walk around because I ain't got no wristband but um you I'm know in here though yeah I've been here you know so that that that's what inspired me so we just need to keep inspiring the youth that's the main thing keep the culture going I feel like Colorado Springs has a good thing but the main thing is we got to figure out how to make it more like where we can get paid i know it's yeah we got to do it for the love but um you know there there's definitely an industry and i feel like
0: people put a lot of time and and money into their craft too right well that equipment ain't cheap oh man the samples you know it ain't cheap it ain't cheap so you know we need to you know our artists need to to get supported Mm -hmm. um for their work as well besides just the share the share is great The stream is great, but there's other type of support that that, um, that they need as well.
1: One of the things that I'm working on is just having... Stuff to sell like merch, yeah, you know, sorry. and then vinyl. I I really like this year. I wanted to have a vinyl out. I did not make it happen, but I will have a vinyl next year. I just want you know physical stuff. You mm-hmm. uh, know, it's just tangible stuff that you can actually touch. You know, if the internet goes down, you can still turn that vinyl on. Type yeah, thing. man. As so, long
0: as long as we got some electricity, right? Exactly. Or a hey, some
1: sun, because hopefully we got some like generators or some <laughs> some solar panel. But yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. But, yeah. Man, so, hey, what I got from this conversation, dream big. Yes, sir. Inspire the youth. And, hey, keep the goals going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, um,
1: you know, just be about something. Me, I'm about family. I'm about, you know, my kids, my wife, just about. But I'm about just creating. Every day I try to make a beat, even if it's like a 10-minute, 15-minute before work. So just create daily. But yeah, like you said, dream big, man. That's that's important because a lot of times um, life your situations kind of throw us off, where we like, you know, we feel like hey, it ain't gonna happen, and then you just you just never know. So yeah. you got to keep dreaming. Keep going. Keep dreaming, yeah, yeah. man. Keep that's dreaming, that's what it's all guys. About. For real. And you can do it. You can do it. Everybody can do it here for sure.
0: Yeah. yeah. And we all going to do it together. So let's, yes, yes, go. let's
1: keep building for sure.
0: Tariq, thank you so much for coming through. I want to also say thank you, say for, thank you for your service. We just oh, celebrated man. Independence Day. So, oh, hey, man. thank you Bless for us. that. And, uh, Hey, Beats it tonight. Let's get it, homie.
1: Oh, man, I'm so excited. I got some new beats. Shout out to uh, Face the Feet. Shout out to River Bar. Shout out to all the Denver people, all the homies, um, Munini Cafe, DJ Cons, um, Small Boy Funk. They got a little um, freestyle thing yeah, every, free. every, yeah, yeah. So uh, I've done that a few times. So shout out to them. Man, just shout out to Denver, man. I, I got a lot of love for Denver. I, I feel like I get more shows out here than the Springs sometimes. But the Springs, we we building that too. But yeah. it's just uh, Denver Denver's more city. So it just got it got a little more of a feel of L.A. But sometimes it be going down those streets, it be looking like straight up like, oh, <laughs> lo- it be looking crazy. Be a little rough. In, yeah, in some it's parts. a little rough, bro. It, yeah. it definitely, yeah. Hey, but stick around River Barn Gallery, Muni, and you're going to be good, all right? Yeah, yeah. And then definitely tap in with DJ T-Mac, a legendary DJ out here, making it happen. Um, Yeah, good guy, brother. Appreciate you, man. Appreciate you, man. Let's go. Thank you. Blessings. in his trap.